0: we reached halftime in the Division 8 state semifinal game between the Beale City Aggies and the Ully Bearcats, and both teams with two scores. One of two on two point conversions for both teams. And we have the same score on either side of the scoreboard, 14 apiece after 24 minutes of play. And to boot on top of that, please had the ball for 12 minutes and 26 seconds. The Beale City, 11 minutes and 34 seconds. You can't get any closer than that, really. And now Dave Hanson wants to take us through our four scoring plays of this first half. Sure will. It started with the
1: ubly Bearcats. Colin Obersky fires first. A 45-yard touchdown run. The two-point pass was good. And that was 23 seconds to go in the first quarter. So that would be how the first quarter would end with an ugly lead of 8-0 over Beale City. It didn't take long, though. Wade Wilson scores on a 60-yard touchdown run of his own just with 11 minutes to go in the second quarter. The two-point run fails after a a false start penalty. Ubley would maintain the lead eight to six. Casey Sweeney then would respond with a touchdown run of his own. 36-yard run around the right side. The two-point run was no good. Stood up at the line. 9-15 to go in the second quarter. Ubley 14. Beale City six but with just 41 seconds to go in the half, TJ Maxson scores on a run of his own from 25 yards away. The two-point pass was good, and that would be how the half would end. Beale City 14,
0: Ubley 14. Both teams have had one drive that was nine plays long. Ubley scored on a 99-yard drive on nine plays, which was, mind you, was aided by a punt in a fumble on that reception by Beale City, continued on that punt that drive for the Ubley Bearcats. They scored on nine plays, 99 yards, in eight minutes, excuse me, five minutes and fifty-four seconds. Beale City's nine-play drive resulted in a turnover on downs at the eight-yard line, as Ubley's offense stood strong. And that is the difference maker right now. If you take that, if Beale City scores there, Upley's in the locker room scratching their head saying, What do we do different in the second half? Now they got a little momentum on their side. Tie ball game saying, Hey, fellas, we can do this.
1: Well, I wonder if they're regretting not going for it on fourth down and one. I know it was on your own 25 yard line, and, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a hearsay situation. You gave up a touchdown, anyways. But if you get a first down there, you control the clock for the next two minutes without a timeout being burnt. So very interesting situation there. He chooses to punt and trusts his defense. The defense collapses. TJ Maxson makes them pay uh, on a misdirection of his own, and he makes a guy miss. And some missed tackling is really the only thing that I can say the Bearcats need to do different. But well, when you get into the individual stats, there are a few things that are – that are kind of eye-popping information. But uh, they got to tackle the ball a little better. They know that these teams are going to try to get you in open space and challenge your tackling one-on-one. In the first quarter, they were very good. Second quarter, got a little sloppy on defense.
0: When you take a look at the offensive and defensive stats for both teams, the Ubley Bearcats with 152 total yards, Beale City with 178. Ubleys ran 22 plays, Beale City 24. Ubleys rushed the ball 21 times, Beale City 20 and the difference beale city has thrown four passes one completion and the bearcats have thrown one pass for one completion leading the way on the ugly rushing attack that would be casey sweeney eight carries 66 yards and a touchdown on a 36 yard run Colin oberski five carries 55 yards and 45 of those 55 coming on one run which resulted in the touchdown the second touchdown of the day and then Carson Lasky 5 carries, 10 yards. And Shane Ostentoski, 3 carries for 8 yards. You look at the scoring plays for both teams here. 45-yard run, 60-yard run, 36-yard run, 25-yard run. Besides those, it's been tough running, tough sledding for both teams.
1: Yeah, you stole my thunder, especially for the Bearcats here. You take away a 36-yard run by Casey Sweeney and a 45-yard touchdown run by Colin Oberski. This offense is averaging about 2 yards a carry. And that's a full yard to yard and a half shy of what you want to average on offense. So they've got a couple breakdowns where they sold the direction one way, got a nice block, set a running back free. Casey Sweeney's had some good luck running around the edge, but you can bet if you're Beale City, it's maintain the middle, keep your eyes on number two, don't let them beat us to the outside, and then I don't know how Ubley's going to beat them. How they're going to beat him is getting back to blocking them and trapping better in the middle and getting guys like Carson Haleski and Shane Ozentowski the ball and getting that three yards and being satisfied with it. They don't seem satisfied with it after they did last week when they were getting 10, 20, 30-yard running plays all the time. Well, not every game are you going to score 50 plus points, especially running the T. So you have to be satisfied with getting three yards, and they're not getting their Right now but they haven't panicked yet they got a great coach in bill sweeney a future hall of famer in our opinion i think they'll make the proper adjustments and keep this game close knowing that it may come down to if we have the ball last we
0: may win for the beale city of course casey sweeney one for one through the air for 13 yards to isaac orzinski then wraps up the ugly offense Beale city's offense 20 rushes for 174 yards leading the way Wade Wilson, number six, the difference maker in my opinion, with a 60-yard touchdown run. He's averaging 19.6 carries or yards per carry, predominantly on jet sweeps. After the 118 yards from Wade Wilson, we bump down to T.J. Maxon, five carries, 39 yards, including a 25-yard score. And after that, Ben Matthews, five carries, nine yards, and Trey Small, four carries, for eight yards. Jack Shaver through the air, one of four, no interceptions for four yards. A Logan Chilman reception.
1: Not much that scares you there on defense or on offense for uh, for Beale City. If you're the ugly defense, you did a pretty good job. You kept the game at level. But uh, they have to stop the jet sweeps. They have to be – I know you don't want to give up runs up the middle, but you cannot allow these guys to free roll around the outside and get to where the numbers are painted on the sideline and turn it upfield with no jerseys anywhere. At some point, those 20- and 10-yard jet sweeps, they got to cut them down to about four-yard gains. And through the air – Jack Schaefer hasn't showed me anything as a quarterback in his four pass attempts that makes me nervous. So you're going to see the Bearcats leave their defensive backs in one-on-one situations. I do think, though, Jack Schaefer needs to make a big pass. It doesn't have to be a great one. He's got to get it up in the air. Don't underthrow it. Get it up in the air and allow a guy like Logan Chilman to go get it if their offense is going to break this Bearcat defense up a little bit. But on the other side, stop that jet sweep for the Bearcats.
0: Beale City has 19 tackles and one tackle for a loss. Upley Bearcats have 20 tackles and two tackles for a loss, both with a forced fumble. ugly Bearcats with a recovered fumble. Beale City did not recover the fumble from Casey Sweeney in the backfield. Lean the way for the Upley defense with three tackles apiece. That would be four different players. Isaac Worcinski, Logan Holbert, Nolan Van Erp, and Kyle Sweeney. Then Nolan Van Erp and Austin Perusky each have a tackle for a loss. On top of that, Levi Perusky with a tip pass. And Carson Haleski with a forced fumble. Levi Pruski on the recovered fumble for the ugly defense. Beale City, 19 tackles. One tackle for loss. One forced fumble, that's all. And three penalties for 32 total yards. Trey Small with two tackles. Wade Wilson, three. One tackle for Logan Chilman and Talon Neath. Two for Ethan Locke. Three for Seth Schaefer. Number 80, that middle linebacker. Easton Younger, two tackles. Cade Block, two tackles on special teams. Justin Graverett with two. And one tackle for Ben Matthews.
1: Again, a very equal distribution of tackles by both teams because they work both sides of the field. They work the middle. They work the edges. So no surprise that really nobody defensively is dominating. The be Ubley Bearcats have done a nice job with Seth Schaefer, that big linebacker. He really hasn't made a huge impact. He did stop the two-point conversion run for the Bearcats. But if you're the Bearcats, you have to be happy with the way this game ended. I wonder if they look back on that fourth down and one and wonder if we'd have got that. Would that have given the Aggies enough time to get that second touchdown of the game but that's done and over with now looking at this half they got to come out for the Bearcats to get a defensive stop you do not want to then allow the Yaggies to get the first touchdown of this half and carry momentum through the third quarter if they can come up with a stop I really like our Bearcats odds here because don't keep in mind they benefited benefited from a turnover and they benefited from a penalty on a two-point conversion okay so that gave them an extra possession. That's one less for the Aggies, and that obviously stopped that two-point conversion single-handedly for the, the, not you know for the Aggies. That is extra two points for the Bearcats essentially. So we're back to level. Both special teams are coming on the field. Been a great first half, as even as you're going to find it. We'll see which team can pull away at the end.
0: Beale City won the toss to begin this game. Elected to defer. So Casey Sweeney, and the Bearcats will be kicking off right to left across your radio. 14 to 14. Beale City and Ubley in the Division Eight State Semifinals, going on to play more than likely Reading. Reading is leading at halftime over Fowler, 42 to 18. Reading up big time over Fowler by 24 points. Casey Sweeney kicking things off, and it's a line drive scrib kick down to the 34 yard line, and Beale City jumps on it, out by Hunter Miles on special teams for the Aggies. First and ten for Beale City from their own 35 yard line.
1: Nice squib kick there by the Bearcats, not allowing any return at all. The Aggies simply just jump on it, cover it up, no return at all. So not the greatest field position for the Aggies. They'll start at their own 35-yard line. Bearcat defense now looking for an answer here to start the second half.
0: 11.59 technically on the clock. Tied ball game. Chilman wide to the right, double wing back set. Trey Small is your tailback. Under center, Jack Schaefer. Man in motion, TJ Maxson. Handoff right at the middle to Trey Small. And the Bearcats rip him down in the backfield for a loss of about a yard. Tackle made by, for loss, Isaac Orzinski. Defensive end for the Bearcats and second down 11 for Beale City.
1: Well, that play started with Austin Peruski single-handedly stopping the forward momentum of Ben Matthews. And whether he made the tackle or not, he simply stopped the play. And that allowed guys like Isaac Warzinski to come up and get a free shot on Ben Matthews and absolutely blow that play up right there at the line of scrimmage. They might even give him a loss of one on the play,
0: second down 11. 11 and a half left in the third, same formation. Schumann wide to the right, working off the right hash, left to right across your radio. Jet sweep to the far side to T.J. Maxon. He has positive yards, maybe about five of them. Out to the 38-yard line, tackle made by Ethan Peruski. For the Bearcats, third down in seven for Beale City on their first drive of the second half.
1: Those are the guys that we're going to keep an eye on the second half. It's those ends for the Ugly Bearcats. Whoever's playing defensive back, guarding uh, Logan Chillman out there at wide receiver. Those guys are the one that's got to set the edge. The first half, the Aggies got away with it. They were the ones setting the edge, allowing that jet sweep to get to the sideline on that specific play. Ethan Peruski specifically stopped that edge play, forced
0: him to cut it up the middle where the rest of his defense was and only allowed a couple yards on that jet sweep. Man in motion and back to pass. Schaefer's now in trouble. He's going to run it. He has, breaks through the first tackle, has the first down, and runs out of bounds at the 49-yard line. Ripped out of bounds by Nolan Van Erp for the Bearcats, enough to move the chains by about four yards. From the 38 to the 49 and 11-yard pickup for the quarterback keeper on the broken play, first and 10.
1: Uh, And that's what a great athlete can do. He makes the right read. They had great coverage on Logan Chillman over here on our side of the field. And when Schaefer didn't see what he liked, he saw an opening on the left. He took it, and another missed tackle out in open space. Ethan Peruski just missed him, and Schaefer's able to dodge that tackle and then angle his way to the sideline and get enough for a huge first down for the Aggies. Tough break for Ubley. Thought they had a stop there.
0: Defensive ends for the Bearcats today. Ethan Smalley and Isaac Worczynski currently. Double wing back set. Chillman wide left. Man in motion. That is Wade Wilson. Handoff to right of the middle to number 19, Ryan Ames. And he has a big chunk. He's finally brought down at the 43 of Ubley. A gain of... I'm going to mark him down at the 44. A gain of 7 on the play. tackle made by Ubley's Ethan Smalley. Defensive end. First or second down and 4. Three. Probably the first time we
1: saw a quick... Dive handoff, get actually through the defensive line. That defensive line has maintained that one all game. That was probably the worst one they've had. It's not horrible. They give up six on first down. Second down, four coming up for Beale City.
0: Chillman wide to the right, working off the left hash in ugly territory the 45-yard line. They need it down to the 41. Double wing back set. Wade Wilson and Ben Matthews. Ryan Ames in the backfield. The handoff, jet sweep to... Wade Wilson he rolls across his defender that'd be Casey Sweeney at the 41 yard line very close to the first down marker he'd be shy by about a half of a yard they mark him down way back at the 42. So third down in less than a yard to go, nine and a half left in the third quarter, fourteen to fourteen. Ubley in Beale City. Aggies on offense.
1: Love that spot for the Bearcats. Uh, yeah, no I kidding. certainly no felt, kidding. certainly felt that the uh, the Ubly defender was on the ground chopping down the bigger back, and he rolled over top of them and certainly had plenty for the first down. Uh, but they do not mark it that way. It's a full football short of the first down. So good
0: stop there by the Bearcats. Thank you to that spot. Third down and one. Matthews and Ames in the backfield now. Wade Wilson wing back to the left. Looking, hands it off to Ames. He has the first down across the 40 and upended at the 37-yard line by Carson Haleski for the Ubley Bearcats. Move the chains after a four-yard pickup, first and 10 from the Ubley 37.
1: Interesting to see Beale City really slow this game down. They, they only have used the jet sweep when they felt they have needed it, but they've gone back to the original game strip, we want to run the football right at you. Showing some of that physicality, that thumb style football that we were talking about early in the game. They didn't show that in the first half. They showed the jet sweeps and the outside runs. Now getting right back to handing it off to their running back and trying to push the defense back. Very nice execution to get the short yardage gain for a first down.
0: First and 10 from the 37, same formation. Matthews and Ames in the backfield handoff to Ames. He has positive yards across the 35, down to the 33. That's a gain of four, tackle made by Kyle Sweeney. For the Bearcats. Second down and six from the 33 now. For Beale City, continue to chunk away at these plays and be yardage and deeper into Hubbley territory.
1: I'm seeing all those extra bodies on the left side. The play is designed to go that way, and that running back Ames just follows his block blockers through that defensive line. And when he's hit, he just dives forward, takes what he's given. Should have been two. Instead, he dives forward, takes what he can,
0: gets a full four for the Aggies. Second and six, working out the left half is under center double wing back set wade wilson in motion he's a jet sweep once again cuts back up he has the first down very close to it at least down to about the 26 yard line tackle made by logan holbert for the bearcats and wade wilson is down and his left knee is he's in pain the ankle i should say looks like a high ankle sprain initially here from the non-healthcare person First and ten for the Aggies, but if this is a severe severe injury for the Bill City Aggies, this is a different ball game suddenly.
1: It certainly, is. Wade Wilson has been the person keeping the Bill City Aggies upright so far. We have him down eight carries, one hundred and twenty-eight yards, and obviously that big sixty-yard touchdown. But he's in a lot of pain. He, he is. Uh, he's grabbing anywhere he can on that lower leg. Normally they don't grab where it hurts. It's somewhere near where it hurts. So it still could be It could be an ankle or a knee and anywhere in between. But he is hurting right now rolling around on his back.
0: 734 left in the third quarter, 14 apiece. This is how we reached halftime. Beale City taking 4 minutes and 26 seconds off this drive already. They started at their own 35-yard line. They are now at the ugly 27-yard line. Cullen defeats Suttons Bay in the Division I state championship for eight-player football, 26-14. A 12-point victory for Cullen, finishes undefeated in Division I. Division II will be kicking off, I do believe, at uh, 2 o'clock, so that one should be underway already. Reading leading Fowler by 24 points and half, 42-18 in Division Eight. Cassidy lost earlier today to Jackson Lumen Christie 27 nothing it was 0-0 at the end of the first quarter 20 nothing at half and 27 nothing at the end of the third quarter no scoring in the fourth and now Wade Wilson is being aided off the field with some help on either side of him can't put any pressure on that left lower limb
1: that that's a big injury because uh win or lose and hypothetically if Beale City wins that's a big loss for them next week assuming he can't put any pressure on it now can't imagine a week from now it's going to feel any better to the point where they can use him and that's too bad that's a tough injury for them but for the Bearcats you have to take advantage of situations that come your way. They took advantage of the fumble and scored a touchdown. In this case, you've got to understand that the guy that's been hurting you the most just left the game. Now they can take advantage of this offense, maybe bring a little different blitz package, try to make a stop here. First down and 10
0: for the Aggies. And reverse, and it's a handoff to Ben Matthews. He gets out across the 25, and that's where we're going to stop him by the 24 and a half. Casey Sweeney on the stop after a two yard gain. Second down and eight, just over seven minutes left in the third.
1: Misdirection that time they show that wing formation with a back to the right they sell the pitch and then misdirect back to the left and not going anywhere the Bearcats again in position not allowing to fall for that all the fakes maintaining their gap presence and when that guy comes bouncing back to the left multiple Bearcats there to make the tackle led by Casey Sweeney
0: coming out of the huddle at the left hash at the 25-yard line second down eight children wide to the right Ames in the backfield. Wings would be Ben Matthews and TJ Maxson. Schaefer. Now Maxson in motion. Hand off right at the middle to Ames. He's leading his way out to the 20-yard line. A 5-yard gain. Tackle made by Shane Osentowski for Obli. 624 left in the third. 14 to piece and the Beale City Aggies are now facing the third and three of the ugly 20.
1: Interesting rotation of backs they made. They found a little something in Ames now, number 19. Ryan Ames, a 5'9", 170-pound senior, plays a little linebacker, outside linebacker as well. They've shifted him into the backfield, which then puts T.J. Maxson in Wade Wilson's spot and then slide Ben Matthews into the right spot where Maxson was, so a little shift in a triangle there. But Ames been the the featured back so far here in this series.
0: And jet sweep to T.J. Maxson, same exact play as Wade Wilson. He has the first down across the 15, <laughs> and finally brought down to the 13 by Casey Sweeney and the out of the secondary. First and 10 from the Ubley 13.
1: Next man up, it's still that play that's working, not necessarily Wade Wilson. And Wade Wilson's been great in open space when they've given it to him, but that time, TJ Maxson has only had one impact carry in this game when he scored before the half. They put him in Wade Wilson's spot. They found a sore spot here on the left side of the Ubley defense, and that jet sweep coming from the left to the right side into the left side of the Ubley defense, it's been vulnerable.
0: Schaefer working three yards inside the right hash. Receiver wide to the right, and it's a handoff to the left to Ben Matthews. He's down to close to the 10-yard line. It's going to be a gain of three, maybe four on the play. Tackle made by Kyle Sweeney for the Bearcats. Five minutes left in the third. Wheel City continues to take seven minutes off the clock on this drive alone.
1: This is the drive you highlighted in the pre-show, that they have the ability to run 10, 12, 14, 16 play drives, take seven minutes off the clock. It's exactly what you're seeing. They realize they do not want to be in a shootout and try to defend what Ubley's doing right now. Instead, we'll keep our offense on the field, do what Ubley likes to do, get three yards every crack, run the play clock down as much as possible. We're under four. We're four and a half
0: minutes to go here in the third quarter. A misdirection is a handoff to Trey Small right into the teeth of the ugly defense. He pushes four for maybe two yards down to the eight-yard line. Tackle made by Isaac Worczynski for the Bearcats. Third down and four for the Beale City Yankees at the eight-yard line.
1: And number 68, Austin Peruski right in there as well. He's the first one to get his hands on him. Isaac Worczynski cleans him up. But a nice play there by that Bearcat front four of the defense, making that tackle, not allowing extra yards after contact. Give him two. Third down and four for the Aggies, certainly in four-down territory.
0: Chilman wide to the right. Your wing backs, Ben Matthews and Trey Small, aims in the backfield as the tailback. Schaefer under center, surveys the Upley defense. Man in motion, that'd be Trey Small in the jet sweep, and Upley's starting to shut that one down. A hard-fought two yards out to the six-yard line, tackle made by Carson Haleski. Stops Trey Small for a two-yard gain. Fourth and two, and it looks like Beale City's bringing out the field goal unit.
1: Very interesting. Uh, third down at four. They only get two and no hesitation right to the field goal kicker. Now keep in mind this is into the wind that they will attempt this kick but we saw in warm-ups they, made, they were making a ton of kicks downwind from, from a large distance so this certainly should be in territory where they're comfortable with him making it for three.
0: That'd be number 72 Aiden Mindell, six foot, 170 170-pound junior. Jack Schaefer the holder. Weighing the snap. This would be a 17-yard a little bit of high kick and it's a fake now Schaefer in trouble has to throw downfield and it's in and out of the hands And this one is incomplete and ugly with another stop inside the 10-yard line And it was a, It was not intended to be a fake. It was a high snap exactly. and Jack Schaefer basically said there's no chance of getting this one off and tried to make something of it and Beale City comes up empty handed after taking off 9 minutes and 1 second off the clock.
1: The beauty of having your starting quarterback be the holder is in case that play breaks down there is a chance to make something happen. Now I think he could have got that ball down but he was the one that had the football, realized that the play was blown up due to the high snap. He had to come out of his kneeling position to go get it. He instantly just spins around. It is not a design fake by my opinion. I think he just realized that he couldn't get that snap down in time, but he had a shot. They had a shot in the back corner of the end zone, the ball a little low, and he couldn't make a diving play. The Bearcats' defense comes up big.
0: And off to Carson Hlesky right at the middle on first and 10 out for a yard, out to the 7-yard line, tackle made by number 56, Ethan Locke for the Beale City Aggies, second down and 9 from the 8-yard line.
1: Beale City, though, doing its job. The LB Bearcats want three yards on that carry the first time. It goes for one, maybe one and a half. So now the Bearcats got to dig deep here, asking that offensive line, create a hole for their running back so they can get back to what they want to do and get three, four yards of play.
0: Second down, about eight and a half. Beal City's going now with a 5-2 front. Straight T offense for the Ubley Bearcats in the deep in their own territory. Hand off to Colin Oberski. He's ripped down to the 10 after a 10-yard gain. That looks like number 72, Aiden Mindell, outside linebacker as well. Also the kicker brings him down. Third down in six for Ubley at their own 10-yard line. Less than two minutes to play in the third quarter. They try Colin Oberski over the right side. They had one
1: big hit there early in the early in this game, the first score of the game. Matter of fact, that time no answer. As you've seen Beale City bring an extra body down on the line of scrimmage in hopes to negate those runs. They can that allows them to still take away the trap, the dive right up the middle by Carson Oleski, but gives them another feature on the outside to help take away those outside runs of Shane Ozentowski, Colin Oberski, and especially the keeper
0: by Casey Sweeney and they're going looking back to pass Casey Sweeney this ball's tipped and it comes to rest at the 12-yard line incomplete Ubley's safe or Ubley's lucky that that one was not intercepted regardless though Uble- Beale City comes up with an important three and out for their sake in this ballgame and now Ubley's gonna have to punt this one away Still tied at 14 apiece with a minute 19 left in the third quarter. So what Ubley does on
1: third down and long is they take one of their wing tee backs and put him on the, light, the right side, a wing tee to the right, and they design a fake run by Casey Sweeney. Puts the ball behind his back, makes it look like he's going to follow everybody around the right side, but he plants his foot, turns around, and it's supposed to be a throwback to, Sh- to Isaac Worcinski. He's open, but it takes too long to develop, and that defensive line gets in there and knocks the ball down and deflects it in the air. It falls harmlessly to the ground, and Casey Sweeney will punt it away.
0: And Casey Sweeney punts this one away. He's standing at about two-yard line, and it bounces in a big bounce for Ubley, and it rolls out of bounds at the Beale City 47-yard line. So, Beale City will take over with a 53-yard field to work with. Ubley's had the ball for just one minute and 46 seconds in the second half. Beale City's last drive, nine minutes, one second, 15 plays covering 59 yards. And,
1: but no score. you got to finish the still. key. That's the key. You must finish those drives. The Bearcats didn't allow a score. Uh, you know, we're used to not having field goal kickers. So fourth down and two <laughs> is certainly a situation. I think Beale City could have got a first down if they would like to, but they obviously trust their kicker and that totally backfired on them.
0: Trey Small gets the handoff. He had nowhere to go. He's out for a hard fought two yards out to the 49 yard line. The front line of Ubley really coming to play again. Once again, Shane Ozentowski in that stop. Second down and eight one minute remains in the third quarter.
1: And right, we've really seen the Aggies slow this game down. They They've stayed with the double wing and simply just straight handoffs right up the middle, allow that running back to either dive right into the backs of his offensive linemen, try to find a gap, or allow him the decision to juke to the outside and try to hit him on the outside. It's been strictly right straight ahead, push the pile forward, give me two, give me three when I can get him, and let's run some clock. But this game's still tied. They're they're playing like they're in the lead, but this game is tied at 14 apiece.
0: Second down and eight from the Beale City 49-yard line. Man in motion, is going to be a handoff to Trey Small to the right side, and Bidopoli's there to stop him after a two-yard gain. Here, Markham down to the 48-yard line, actually a gain of three. Number 22, Kyle Sweeney was all over that one as they're now starting to read that jet sweep quite well. Ten seconds left, and this is how the third quarter is going to end.
1: Well, it's very different with Trey Smalls running It's very different with TJ Maxx. and Those guys, when they see an opening, they want to turn it in the field. The difference, Wade Wilson was patient. He waited for blocking to happen, and if not, he kept going to the outside, and that is where he hit ugly big. When you cut back into that defense, that's where the defenders are. They're not quite as patient as Wade Wilson was, which is costing them bigger runs, great penetration and cover, covering up by the front seven of the Bearcats.
0: No scores in the third quarter. We're on to the fourth quarter. Still tied at 14 apiece right here on the W WLW Sports Network being powered by Anchor Valley Services. into the fourth quarter. It's a handoff right at the middle of Ben Matthews. They needed seven. They got five. It's a fourth and two from the Ubley 45-yard line. And Beale City appears that they are going to be going for getting the word from head coach Brad Gross to his quarterback Jack Schaefer. Fourth down and two from the 45-yard line of Ubley. It's actually inside the 45. About a yard and a half is all Beale City needs here. 11.25 remains in the fourth quarter. 14-14. We've not had a score since nine fifteen left in the third, in the second quarter, when Casey Sweeney, or excuse me, TJ Maxxon scored with 41 seconds before the half was over. I checked that. Man in motion, and there's motion by Upley, and this is going to be an offsides encroachment on the defense. Beale City goes for the hard count, and it works, and an automatic first down as they walk off five yards. You see the play before, you saw the wing on the left side.
1: When the play snaps, he goes behind the back they sell the runs to the left and then pitch it to him around the right side. Aubrey did a nice job of forcing fourth down, but on that play when the run when the when that running back in that same spot goes straight across the line 68 Austin Peruski jumps early before they hand it off. He's expecting that jet sweep. They're starting to jump it, but a little hesitation gives the Aggies a free five yards and a first down.
0: From the 40-yard line, first and 10, right to left across your radio. Man in motion, that's TJ Maxson. He gets the jet sweep this time, cuts back in, and he's going to be brought down for no gain as Isaac Warzinski jumped out of his tackle and stopped him on the spot of the 39. One-yard gain for Beale City, second out and nine.
1: Isaac Warzynski is going to get credit for the tackle, but give a little credit. Casey Sweeney is your deep safety, and he's not taking it anymore. He completely abandoned his post in the backfield, and the way back secondary comes all the way up, and he's in the backfield and stares TJ Maxson in the face, forces him back up the middle, and that is where 23 Isaac Warzynski is at and
0: absolutely takes him down for a very short gain, maybe a yard on the plate. Second down, nine to go from the 39-yard line. Chilman wide right, three yards inside the left hash. Now man in motion, Ben Matthews. Back to pass, Schaefer stays in the pocket, throws down to the far sideline, wide open down there. It is in the hands of the 13-yard line. Ben Matthews brings it in, and Beale City is within striking distance of the end zone. A huge reception from the 39-yard line down to the 12. A 27-yard pickup on the catch from Ben Matthews. Yeah, and
1: that's a mismatch. The wheel route almost worked in the first half. It works again here when the quarterback needs it. Better throw by Jack Schaefer, but that's one-on-one between Ben Matthews and your defensive end, your tight end, Isaac Orzinski. He just can't keep up with him step-for-step, and that ball was thrown down the field far enough. Even Carson Haleski tries to come over and help, but it's too late, and
0: it's a big throw and catch, a 27-yard completion from Schaefer to Matthews. First and 10 from the 11. Chillman wide left. Two men backfield and some misdirection. Hand to TJ Maxson. He's upended by Casey Sweeney at the 10-yard line as Sweeney was all over that one once again cutting off that jet sweep with all of his might it's a one yard gain second down and nine from the 10 yard line
1: you absolutely gotta love it because I would find it hard to believe that that is designed it is simply (laughs) a senior veteran four year player on varsity coming up saying if you're not going to stop it I will and he reads the play like a quarterback would and should and that's two times in a row he's come up and Absolutely made a difference maker. This time he gets credit for the tackle. One yard gain is all for Beale City will get on that point.
0: 9.15 left in regulation. Second down and nine. Beale City tied with Ubley. 14-14 at the Ubley 10-yard line. They need to get down to the one for a new set of downs. Pitch out to the left side to Ames. Ames inside the inside the 10 down to the six-yard line. Tackle made by Ubley's Nolan Vanderp. And now third down in mid-range, third down and we'll call it five, with eight minutes and 50 seconds left in regulation.
1: Still a good job by the Bearcats. The Aggies still want to attack the outside and attack the ends of that Bearcat defense, and that time just a designed sweep to the left side, and there's not really much room to run. They, they just angle themselves to the sideline, give them four, maybe three on the play, job well done by the Bearcats third down and a long five coming up for the Aggies I would again I was gonna say four down territory but we know they're not afraid to kick a field goal if need be
0: Jillman wide left Schaefer gets the pitch out to Trey Small to the right side and there's one break oh, tackle down him. into the corner and touchdown Beale City Trey Small from 11 yards excuse me, seven yards out into the end zone after one missed tackle for the Bearcats would have been a loss on the play. Instead, counts for six points for the Beale City Aggies, and the Aggies have taken the lead for the first time today. 8-13 left in regulation. Twenty to fourteen Beale City. Oh, it
1: was so close, Clark. I almost come unglued. It was a great play. Ethan Peruski had him in the backfield and just missed him. I don't know how. And then the speed that Trey Small has is enough to get to the pylon and score. I thought the Bearcats had him in. The the backfield instead
0: it's six very important points for the and aggies. they're going for the extra point this one is splits the uprights and aiden Mindel makes it a seven point lead for the beale city aggies 21 to 14 right here on the w out of w sports network 813 remains in the fourth quarter i back on offense trailing by seven points right here on your home for high school football the w out of w sports network 13 remains in regulation. Beale City leads by seven points, 21 to 14. That's 14 straight points. And this is a touchback as Mindell's kick bounces one yard into the end zone. So Ubley will start at their own 20-yard line. An 80-yard field in front of them trailing by seven points. 8-13 remains in the fourth quarter. 21-14 Beale City.
1: Such an advantage to have a kicker like that. And you add a little wind and he absolutely flies it into the end zone. Uh, Man, it's like watching Dan Banky at a driver. It just carries forever. <laughs> it never comes down. And uh, great, uh, just great job by the Aggies special teams. That now forces the Bearcats to go 80 yards on this defense.
0: First and 10 for the Ubley Bearcats from their own 20. And we have a timeout called. From what I understand, this, this feels like a beautiful uh, Bill Sweeney. Uh, timeout here for the Bearcats. This was their first of the second half, so they have two remaining with eight minutes and 13 seconds left in the fourth quarter. 21-14, to 14, Beale City leading for the first time. It's
1: twice this game you've seen Coach Sweeney utilize his timeouts after a special team's kick. He used it after the punt, put them down at the half-inch yard line, and uh, you see them after the opening kickoff. Now that goes into the end zone. They're going to start this drive at their own 20. But uh, for me, that is simply a reminder a calming them down. This game is not over. This team is up seven. We go for two. So we score and get our two-point conversion. We take the lead. So this drive is very important to Coach Sweeney. Clearly, he called a timeout before this series even starts. He wants to make sure first down gets off on the right foot.
0: Beale City's 53 yards, eight plays. Took five minutes off the clock. There's a handoff. Right to Kyle Noburski. He's out to the, about the 22-yard line. A gain of two on the play. Aiden Mindle, also the kicker, middle linebacker, brings him down for a gain of two. Second down and eight from the 22.
1: Yeah, if he played any offense at all, I'm certain he does windows, but
0: <laughs> he's no
1: Casey Sweeney, I'll put it down. way. No, that's
0: for sure. Casey Sweeney also drives the bus, bounces the popcorn, and everything else. left clock rolling here. Ubley with two timeouts, trailing by seven points. Facing a second and eight from their own 22-yard lines. Working off the right hash, Casey Sweeney, senior play caller, under center. Back to pass. He's in trouble, has to be flushed out to the right side, throws this downfield. And this is in and into the hands of number 44, Shane Ozentosky. And that's a huge catch for Ozentosky all the way out to the 45-yard line. A 23-yard reception. And somehow Casey Sweeney threaded the needle into Ossantosky's hands. When those situations, Clark, you either throw it away,
1: take your loss, or you throw it up. A little bit of a 50-50 ball and trust that your receiver's gonna go get it. Why not throw it to the biggest guy, 6'4", 190, Shane Ozentoski. In great, he was covered perfectly by Easton Yunker, as far as I'm concerned, but the ball was up and it was in front of him. And the only guy that could extend his hands, jump up and go get it was Shane Ozentowski.
0: He does and gets both feet in. That that catch is good on Sundays, Clark. What a throw and catch. First and 10 from the 45 and his quarterback keeper around the left side and Beale City smothers Casey Sweeney. Back at the 43 yard line, leading way was Chase Smith, defensive end, 5'10", 220 pounds senior, second down and 12 from the 43. Obli getting a little momentum on their side, especially with a big throw and catch from Casey Sweeney to Shane Ostosky.
1: Yeah, but it's coming in an uncharacteristic way. Right now, Beale City is dictating the way this game goes. They are forcing Ubley to throw the football. They're forcing Casey Sweeney to run the ball to the outside. This offense wants to run the ball with these powerful running backs, and they haven't been able to get that three and four yard mark that they've been looking for. So from the way I see it, Beale City is forcing Ubley to do different things, uncharacteristic things, and credit to them,
0: Casey's made a couple great throws. Back to pass once again. This one is nearly intercepted by Logan Chilman at the 45 yard line as Casey Sweeney swept down to the right side looking to hit. That would uh, Isaac Gorzinski and uh, 22 Kyle Sweeney both in that area. Falls incomplete and Ubley avoids a turnover there as Logan Chilman was all over that one. The throw, and again, when you have a
1: team that doesn't throw the football a lot, these subtle timing mistakes happen. The read of finding Isaac Worczynski took a second too long. The throw comes out a little bit late because of that. Isaac Worczynski is wide open, folks, but by the time the ball gets there, it's thrown. It's not thrown in front of him. It's not led perfectly and guess what? The, the defender comes up and makes a big
0: play on the ball. Bearcats coming out in the spread formation. Casey Sweeney with a lead blocker coming around the left side. Cuts back inside and he's brought down in Beale, Beale City territory at the 49. Actually can mark him down to the 50, but he's five yards short of the first down marker and it's going to be Fourth down and five from midfield. What is that
1: form- formation? Look familiar. <laughs> Look right into your rivalries pocketbook, and what do you find? A spread offense, a receiver to the left, two to the right. He's got a running back keeping him company. That's a designed run to Casey Sweeney, utilizing Carson Aleski as a lead blocker and scrambles ahead and now makes fourth down manageable. Ball at the 50, fourth down and five. Bearcats need it. Spread offense again.
0: Carson Haleski keeping Casey Sweeney company. Both sidelines on their feet. Fan bases are fired up. Fourth and five. Sweeney rolls to his right. Looking downfield. This one is throwing down. This one is way overthrown. Incomplete pass. And the Beale City comes up with their first stop and turnover on downs of the day. Pass was intended for Colin Oberski downfield at the 20-yard line. And overthrown, not a chance for Oberski to bring that one in. And Beale City back on offense with a seven-point lead from midfield and six minutes and 27 seconds away from Ford Field.
1: Again, when you're a quarterback that doesn't throw the ball very often, you're asked to throw it. Sometimes you make up your mind where you're throwing it before it's even done. He knew he was going down the field, hoping to draw a penalty, hoping that Colin Oberski would make a great play. It was a little overthrown. The coverage was tight. It was man-to-man coverage all the way. He actually had Carson Haleski in a check down route I think could have got him the first down but he went for it all doesn't get the call the ball falls harmlessly to the ground and now your defense must come on the field at
0: midfield to make a stop Handoff to Trey Small right up the gut down to about two yard gain out to the 48 yard line tackle made by Shane Ozentoski six foot four 190 pounds senior for the Bearcats second down and eight Beale City
1: good response by that Bearcat defense they don't allow the running game to beat them mentally staying in the game they only allowed two on first down this defense still has a chance to get off the field and give their offense the ball. If they can, they'd have a chance to still win this game.
0: Probably had the ball for a minute 46 in the last drive. Six plays, 30 yards resulted in an incomplete pass on fourth down, giving the ball back to Beale City at their 50. Now the Aggies are at the Ubly 48. Second down and eight, receiver wide to the right, Shilman. Schaefer is under center. Wing back to the left, that is Ben Matthews. Two men in the backfield, Ames and Maxson. Pitch out to the left to Ames, has a lead blocker. He cuts back in. He's brought down to the 46-yard line. Tackle made by Kyle Sweeney for the Bearcats. Another two yards gained for Beale City. Third down and six. They need to get down to the ugly 40-yard line. Bearcat front line holding strong.
1: Absolutely, and it starts with the end. It starts with 57. Your outside linebacker, Ethan Peruski, he gets out on the sideline, doesn't allow him to get to the edge, forces him back up to the middle. When that running back plants his foot, because he doesn't want to run into 57, he goes up the middle. Who does he see? Kyle Sweeney. Hits him right there, only allows two yards on the play.
0: Third down, a long six coming up for the Aggies. From the 46-yard line Beale City 21, Ubley 14 4.55 left in the fourth quarter. Working a yard inside the left hash, right to left across radio are the Blue Jersey Beale City Aggies. Logan Shillman to left, man in motion. It's a handoff right up to Trey Smalley. Gets across the 45, down to about the 44. They'll see where they mark him down here regardless, though. Four yards short of the first down marker. Tackle made by Shane Ostentoski for the Bearcats. Beale City facing a fourth and four from the Bearcat 44-yard line. Four minutes and 24 seconds left in regulation.
1: We haven't seen Beale City really risk it much at all on fourth down. They're very much a team that trusts their defense. They don't go for it they've kicked field goals in these situations so here i expect them to bring out the punt team
0: and trust their defense one more time it's a long snap and he has to go up for this one now he boots it away a huge punt holy cow and it bounces at the 12 and rolls all the way down to the one and then they get it and they're going to say touchback. no word yet they're no word yet it's going to be down to the one yard line now the back deep judges want to discuss this one no word yet. If it is, it's at the one-yard line once again by Logan Chilman. I think this is a touchback, personally. Yes, indeed, a touchback. Sabeel so City, somehow, remarkably, Ryan Ames was able to get that punt off and booms it down the field. That was nearly the break Obley needed to get back in this ballgame, but now they have an 80-yard field to work with with four minutes on the clock. He unintentionally
1: became a rugby-style kicker. He had to chase <laughs> the ball backwards with his back to the, to the action. He turns around, doesn't see a defender too close, and he just drops it, turns around, and boots it with the side of his foot on a line drive. And it flies into about the 15-yard line. And Casey Sweeney, there's two Beals City coverage teams, guys, waiting for the ball to get there. That's how much... The Bearcats were back setting up a return and fortunate for them that ball tumbles into the end zone and it's a touchback. Now the Bearcats with the ball in hand need to go 80 yards to try to steal
0: this game. Quarterback keeper Casey Sweeney in trouble and he gets out for a yard out to the 21 yard line. Tackle made by Seth Schaefer, middle linebacker, went out to the flats to stop Casey Sweeney out of the spread formation, second down and nine, clock continues to roll, three minutes 40 seconds left in regulation working lots, off the of left hat.
1: Lots of time left, though, for the Bearcats. they got two timeouts. This offense knows what it takes to win this game. This game is going to end on this series. Either the Bearcats score with an opportunity for two to win this game, or the Aggies are going to take over and this game's going to end in that form. So the Bearcats know that they don't need to be in any big hurry yet, but number one objective is getting that first
0: first down and get things rolling for the offense. Same formation, spread Casey Sweeney rolling to his right. Back to pass. Let's mm-hmm. this one flat to the wide open to Colin Haleski. There, Carson Haleski. is. Brought in, he has the first down, still on his feet, and finally wrapped up at the 33-yard line by Ethan Locke. For Beale City, Upley converts, stops the clock momentarily with 3.07 remaining, and they're now at their own 34-yard line. you got to love it. Carson Haleski goes up, helps make a block,
1: and then leaks leaks into the sideline. The coverage downfield was really good. Casey Sweeney needs to know where his check down is. It's Carson Haleski. He is wide open. Carson Haleski, in my opinion, makes one mistake. He tries to run over the defender instead of angling out of bounds,
0: but nonetheless gets a big first down for the Bearcats. Casey Sweeney in the sh- in the shotgun rolling to his right back to pass again same exact play in same exact result Carson Haleski brings it at the 46 and falls forward out to the 48 yard line tackle made once again by Ethan Locke and Bill Sweeney goes back to the same exact play that worked the time before even when it's not the running game he still comes right back with you but it's not the exact same
1: play it just happens to be a throw to the exact same route Carson Haleski in the backfield is always going to be your check down back he was open again. Again, Ethan Locke had a chance to knock it down, but a good throw by Casey Sweeney gets over his head and Carson Haleski hauls in another completion for the first time. Trailing
0: down. by seven points, Carson Hleski out for the running, out for about nine yards, out to the 43 yard line. They're in Beale City territory, tackle made by 56, Ethan Locke once again. And two, four, two minutes and 12 seconds remain. Ubley trails 14 to 21, but now inside Beale territory, second and one
1: couple first down passes back to back to Carson Haleski then they mix up the formation they hand it off to him on a misdirection he cuts through the right side and gets nine yards on first down and we are into Beale
0: City territory Casey Sweeney hands off to Carson Haleski he has room to run across finally ripped down to the 35 yard line by Seth Shaver It's an eight-yard gain, move the chains the third first down of this drive alone, and the Bearcats are marching down the field. We saw that play
1: work. I'm not even sure why Casey Sweeney ran to the sideline because he knew the play was going to be run it again. Turn around, it's the exact same play, and Carson Haleski breaks a tackle
0: and gets a big first down, down to the 35, a minute and a half to go in this game. Bearcats down seven with the football. Two men backfield, Sweeney's under center, receiver wide each way. Casey Sweeney rolling to his left, back to pass, downfield, and this one is into the hand of 22 and is brought in by Kyle Sweeney at the 19-yard line. He had to tip him up to himself and is brought in. Trey Small was encouraged, but Kyle Sweeney brings in the pass and now they're in the red zone. First and 10 from the 19-yard line, a minute 25 remains.
1: The whole time they want Kyle Sweeney to go to the inside and then kick it to the outside. Casey Sweeney doesn't lead him enough, but Kyle Sweeney goes up in traffic and makes a huge catch.
0: Hand-off to Carson Haleski and Beale City stops him right on the spot out to the 18-yard line. Tackle made by Chase Smith, defensive end for Beale City. Second down at nine, we have a timeout called by Ubley with one remaining in the fourth quarter. They have one more timeout remaining. We'll stick with you here. The energy in this stadium right now is contagious. 50, less than minute and 12 remaining in regulation, and it's a seven-point ball game. Ubley has the chance to tie it up, if not take the lead with a two-point conversion here well, obviously, they're not going to kick it. No so.
1: offense to all our sponsors out there, but you can't go to commercial now, Clark. <laughs> if you take the momentum out of our office here, man, no up kidding. here in the booth. But, wow, it's ugly Bearcats seeing some spread offense. We saw a little different formation. We saw a receiver each way with two running backs in the backfield. We're seeing some different formations and the Bearcats striking a little differently and you got to love when Clark Ramsey goes to the dark side of the internet. This is Bill Sweeney going to the dark side of his playbook (laughs) and we've seen the spread offense. We've seen Casey Sweeney make some big throws. We've seen some great decisions checking it down to his running back, allowing him to get the first down. You don't necessarily have to throw it for a first down, but getting it in the hands of your playmakers, letting them make the plays is huge. Now remember, a minute 12 left in the game, Ubley trails by 7, they have one timeout in their pocket, second down and 9, ball down on the
0: 18-yard line. Two wide to the right, one to the left, man in the backfield, be Carson Haleski with Casey Sweeney in the shotgun, rolling to his left, back to pass, nothing there, now he's going to have to run for it, and he's tripped up, and they're going to say, out of bounds at the 14-yard line, that will be a gain uh, four on the play. Tackle made by Julie, Justin Graverat, but more importantly it stops the clock with 1.05 remaining in the fourth quarter. 21-14, Beale City leading. They're at the 15-yard line. Third down and six to go for Ubley. Two more plays. It's certainly fourth down territory.
1: So smart though by Casey Sweeney. It's second down and nine. Nothing is there. Don't force it. Live to see another down. And oh, by the way, I stopped the clock, Coach, and I got three or four yards. Third down and a long five for the Bearcats.
0: It's wide receiver in each direction. Casey Sweeney back to pass. Sting in the pocket this time. Now has to scramble to his left, lets this one fly, and this one's incomplete. This should be this should be intentional grounding, but he was still they're going to say no call on that. And it's going to be fourth down in six. This one's for all the marbles. Wow but it
1: doesn't get any closer than this folks. This game could go in any direction and what I love about that, Casey Sweeney breaks down he rolls to his left and guess what he is in trouble he puts it in his left hand and throws it into the into the area but they said originally that isaac korzinski was in the area which is why official timeout here which is why they're discussing intentional grounding but if they said there's a receiver in the area
0: there's nothing to talk about oh no we have a official an official got hit on that one looks like he's bleeding He got hit by Isaac orzinski and they're patching him up in the middle of the field. 59.6 seconds left. There is every seat available here because everyone's on their feet. <laughs> Let's keep in mind that that official that's getting
1: patched up right now was the reason that Isaac Worczynski wasn't open in the first place. Isaac Warzinski is the one who trucked him trying to get to his spot and completely interrupted the route. A horrible, unlucky break for the Bearcats as they are patching him up. They're going to bring him to the sideline and go without him which uh, they should have done right away you can't stop the momentum of this game it's fourth down and six we are right at one minute left on the clock ball on the 15.
0: bearcats need a touchdown to try and take the lead or they can get six for a first down he's more than likely gonna need stitches this is above his left eye fourth down and six 59 seconds left at the Beale City 15-yard line. Two wide to the right, that'd be number 11, Levi Peruski and Kyle Sweeney. In the backfield, Casey Sweeney's gonna be under center. In the backfield, Kyle Obruski and Carson Haleski. From the 15, 59.6 seconds left in the state semifinals between the Ubley Bearcats and Beale City Aggies. Ubley on offense, Casey Sweeney looking to pass, rolling to his right, throws this downfield. He is open, and is intercepted. Hold touchdown! Touchdown, Ugly! This was intercepted into the hands of Beale City, and then there to rip it away is Colin Obersky, Number 47, rips it away. Touchdown, Ubley!
1: This is why... When you're a defensive back, you are trained on fourth down to knock the ball down. He wants the hero interception, and when he's coming down with the football, Colin Oberski simply takes it from his hands, and his momentum falling to the ground is into the end zone. Unbelievable, fourth down conversion by the Bearcats, and a touchdown down by
0: one. That went from an interception game over to now a touchdown. As on the second ever, Kyle Noburski rips it out of the defender's hands. In the end zone, falls down, and has has contained the ball. in touchdown, Ubley. It's now Beale City 21, Ubley 20. And now a two-point conversion is going to decide this one. Tackle made by Aiden Mindel. As that was the interception, Mindel nearly had that one. Ubley. One for two on two-point conversions today. Trying to make this two for three. 21 to 21-20. Beal's probably going for the win here. Less than a minute to play after that third and final timeout. And now we have Beal City calling a timeout. That will be their first of the second half. Talk about a crazy end to a game here, regardless of how this one finishes.
1: Unbelievable sequence of events and uh, weather the Bearcats get this two-point conversion or not? Easily in the top five, top five oh. most wildest games we've covered, and we've seen a couple dandies out there, Clark. This two yards so important to the Ugly Bearcats as they've been to Ford Field once in their school history. Would like to double that total and get back there next
0: weekend. Nine plays, nine plays, eighty yards three minutes and eight seconds off the clock on that scoring drive which nearly, nearly ended in disaster. Instead pure jubilation and even more here if they can make this two point conversion as they would have a one point lead with less than a minute to play in this fourth quarter. Receiver wide to the right, Levi Peruski as well as Kyle Sweeney to the left, Kyle Noburski in the backfield, Carson Hleski to the left of Casey Sweeney in the shotgun. Two-point conversion, upcoming. Sweeney surveying the Beale City defense. Snap back, rolling to his left, back to pass. He has to now scramble to his left, lets this one fly, and this one's tipped, an incomplete pass, and Beale City stops Ubley on the two-point conversion, and the Aggies go nuts. 21-20, Beale City leading by one point after the two-point conversion. Falls incomplete in the corner of the end zone. Casey Sweeney did everything to keep that one alive. Breaks free of one tackle. Beale City. I'm pretty sure the defender had a hand on his jersey, even on the about the, at the 10 yard line. Breaks out of that one. Throws it in the corner of the end zone. Had a receiver there to bring it in. Can't bring it in. A little over his head. A little high. And now falls incomplete. And Beale City has all it has to do is bring out the Jenny Flecked offense. And this one.
1: Not necessarily, Clark. Ubley's got to kick this one well, off. So uh, uh, obviously yes, they're going to tap hot. the onside kick. No,
0: that, yes, I take that back. So Ubley, now their future l- relies on Casey Sweeney's ability for an onside kick here and hoping for a bounce in favor of the Bearcats. Everyone's still on their feet on either side. Balls at the 40 yard line, left side for radio. Casey Sweeney, senior quarterback and kicker and safety for the Elby Bearcats, 21 to 20.
1: Uh, unbelievable sequence of events here to, to bring us to the end of this game. And the game comes down to an onside kick now as the two point conversion fails. Casey Sweeney will kick it off.
0: Sweeney stands at the 37, kicking to the far sideline. There's the kick. Ross crossed the 50. And it's still loose. Still loose. And no one yet. Still ball, still loose. No word yet on who has it. It appears that Ubley Bear has grabbed the ball at the 44. No word yet on who has it. The officials are still trying to square this one away. Ubley says they have it. And it's ball Ubley. Ubley has the ball at the 44 yard line with 47 seconds left. The onside kick works. The ball went 15 yards. The ball was loose. For about five seconds, in Ugly, back on offense, trying to make this one more shot to the end zone.
1: Unbelievable! That ball was bouncing. It was angled, for my opinion, too far up the field, but in between the lines of the of the special teams coverage team of Beale City, and they nobody attacked the ball for Beale City. The Bearcats come up and hit the guy who makes. First contact with the ball, the ball is flying all over the place and the Bearcats of all teams come up with the football, never count this team
0: out. 47 seconds left down one, ball at the 45 of the Aggies. Two wide to the right, one to the left. Sweeney in the extended shotgun, Haleski to his left. From the 45 yard line, left or right across your radio, low snap, brings it in, rolling to his right, throws, not yet, now scrambles to his right. He's gonna have to run it, now throws it out of bounds. And this will stop the clock with 38.9 seconds left. And the Beale City officials now, or Beale City coaches want an uh, intentional grounding. I feel that he was, there it is. Delayed flag. And that's going to be an intentional grounding against the Elby Bearcats as Casey Sweeney was still, uh, Casey Sweeney was still apparently in the pocket according to, according, according to that flag from the spot of the foul, which was. They threw it from the 50-yard line. What I don't understand is, so, intentional grounding requires you to still be in the pocket, so between the tackles, and as well as no intended receiver around. There was no intended receiver around, however, I feel he was out of the pocket. Well,
1: he scrambled to his left and then all the way back to his right. So are they saying he came back in to I, the tackle that's box? That's
0: the only thing I can think
1: because of. Because it was past the line of scrimmage and it was out of bounds. Yes, there wasn't a retentional receiver, but when you, you can, you're you allowed to throw it away. That is absolutely mind-boggling. I don't know how you can make that call in this situation. Second and 20 from the 45.
0: Sweeney checks it downfield. In case Kyle Sweeney has it, but it's intercepted. Intercepted by Logan Gilman at the 25-yard line. And Beal City back on offense with 31 seconds left. A heartbreaking finish for the ugly Bearcats here. Beale City, Beale City is bedlam. With 31 and a half seconds left, Casey Sweeney throws this downfield. It's brought into the 26 yard line by Logan Chillman for Beale City. And now they just need to kneel once and this ball game is over.
1: Tough break there for the Bearcats. Uh, you know, I guess with how much scrambling around he was doing, I didn't even think that intentional grounding was an option at that time. But nonetheless, you throw it downfield, and unfortunately, you throw it right into when you throw it down to receivers one on one all over the place. But he threw it at their best wide receiver, uh, which is Logan Chillman, and he goes up and catches it at its highest point, takes it away from Kyle Sweeney and uh, a great season by Ubley and and a heck of a ball game here at the semifinals at Mount Pleasant High is going to come to an end. A one-point loss for the Bearcats, but what a a game.
0: A timeout called by Beale City with 31 seconds left here. That's their second of the second half. One remains. It's not going to matter, though. First and 10 from the 26-yard line for Beale City after Logan Chilman comes up with with the first turnover in favor of the Aggies. Beale City had a turnover early in the game as Beale P- Ubley punted with 329 left in the first quarter, which resulted in a fumble, and that set up a Colin Obersky 45 yard run for the score. Now, Ubley, after recovering the after scoring, with 52 seconds left, misses or does not convert on the two point conversion, converts on the onside kick. A flag pushes them back 10 yards. Casey Sweeney throws an interception. Logan Chillman for Beale City. Now Jack Schaefer under center in the Jenny Fleck offense. And there's the kneel. And Beale City is headed back to Ford Field for the state championship. As they take out Ubley, Beale City comes from behind and scores and wins this ballgame in the state semifinals. 21 to 20, a one-point victory for Beale City.
1: Heck of a ball game, Clark, and uh, what a great run the Bearcats made. I mean, we'll talk about it more in the next segment, but a seven and two football team really was just kind of the norm with the norm we've seen. If Ubley's down their seven-win playoff team, if they're up there 9-0, and o winning the greater thumb east and making a run of the playoffs, I don't know if anybody saw this team coming, but they simply got better as the weeks went on and made some proper adjustments, understanding what kind of a team they are, And uh, they show this team has a ton of heart, a lot of playmakers, and they absolutely deserve every accolade that they get and took Beale City to the limits, a perennial playoff team in the Beale City Aggies to their absolute limits today here at Mount Pleasant High.
0: A heartbreaking loss for the LB Bearcats here in the state semifinals. That close for making it back to Ford Field. Instead, Beale City is headed that way. We'll return in a few minutes with your post-game wrap-up here from Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Your final score, Beale City 21, Ubley 20. not sure if everything that happened has fully hit us yet here in Mount Pleasant Beale City 21 Ubley 20 as Beale City holds off the Ubley Bearcats just enough to finish this ball game stops Ubley on a two-point conversion that's your difference maker one point victory for the Beale City Yankees Dave Hansen why don't you take us through a scoring place? Start at the top. This is a great game.
1: Let's start with the first quarter when the Ubley Bearcats strike first on a Colin Obersky 45-yard touchdown run. The two-point pass to Kyle Sweeney was good. And 23 seconds to go in the first quarter. Ubley leads Beale City 8 to nothing. Start of the second quarter, Beale City responds with a Wilson 60-yard touchdown run. The two-point run would fail after a delay of game call in the two-point conversion. Ubley would lead Beale City 8-6. to six. Casey Sweeney would respond on the ensuing series. With a 36-yard touchdown run of his own, the two-point run is no good. And Ubley, with nine minutes to go, leads 14 to Beale City 6. TJ Maxon scores just before the half, 41 seconds remaining on a 25-yard run. The two-point pass is good. And at the half, we are knotted up at 14 apiece. At the end of the third quarter, still the same score, 14 apiece. Trey Small would score for Beal City with eight minutes to go in the game. Beal City gets their first lead, 21-14. Obviously, the PAT was good. And late in the fourth quarter, here's where it gets wild. As Casey Sweeney hits Colin Oberski, On a fourth down and six, he hits him in the end zone. It actually was intercepted but taken away as he comes down to the ground. Colin Oberski takes it from the defender in the end zone, falls to the ground with the football, and the touchdown would be good. The Bearcats down one would go for two, and after a back-to-back timeout, one by each team, the two-point pass is deflected and skips out of the back of the end zone. Beale City would take the lead. Ubley would would keep the lead 21-20. Wubbly would have to kick off with 52 seconds left to go in the game. And Austin Peruski recovers the onside kick, 45 seconds to go, and then a wild intentional grounding call, which probably doesn't matter, but because the next pass, Casey Sweeney throws over the middle of the field and is picked off by number 10 of the Aggies, Logan Logan Chillman, their best wide receiver, might I add you. And Beale City would then. Take a few knees and certainly move on. What appears to be to face Reading, the defending state champions next weekend for a state championship. What a finish. What a game.
0: What a game. And that last touchdown by Ubley, I have not seen a catch like that, especially at the high school level, where it was legitimately an interception. You know, Beale City had that ball in their hands, and there's the wide receiver, Oberski, just to rip it away from that Beale City defender and grab it and roll into the end zone. Talk about an awesome touchdown to give Udley back into this ballgame. It's just a shame that it came down to. A two-point conversion, no good.
1: Well, when you don't have a kicker, that's the way you live, and it's a fifty-fifty shot. And you got from two yards away, you got to trust that your offense is going to get the play done. And in that situation, they had settled on the passing game. They didn't even attempt to run the ball. There was a design pass from the get-go, and Casey Sweeney buys as much time as possible and uh, before he lets it rip through the end zone and it glances off a defender and skips out the back of the end zone is no good. But that's not where the action stopped. And they they recovered the onside kick and have another chance to make something happen and uh, just doesn't work out in their favor. But they had a ton of things go their way. That catch was unbelievable. And, and as you said, the ball was underthrown. And uh, when it goes up to get it, the 72, the kicker, was also the defense, or defender, Aiden, Aiden. Mindle was the coverage guy on that play. And he goes up and gets the ball. And mind you, I went crazy. It was fourth down and six. What are you trying to intercept the ball for in the first place? He simply swats it to the ground. The game's over. We don't have the drama. And allows the Bearcats back in this game. But by him catching the football at its peak and cu- pulling it down to the ground allows Colin Obersky to get his hands on the ball as well. And as he falls down to the ground on his back, rips the ball from the Aggie defender into the end zone for what, again, went from a touchback interception to a touchdown for the Bearcats, down one with a chance to take the win. They had a couple plays in that game where it was 50-50, and the play went their way. Those receivers made a heck of a catch down the stretch. Isaac Orzinski had one. Shane Ozentowski had one down the stretch. But some plays they needed to have, this team came up with. And if that doesn't describe this team, the way this game ends, I don't know what does. There's no fitting way to end this game other than the ugly winning. They fought tooth and nail right to the end, made things happen when it certainly seemed bleak that they had no chance to win, and absolutely brought the best out of us, Clark. It was just a phenomenal game to see. And the only way it could have been any better is to see the Bearcats either punch in that two-point conversion or catch a Hail Mary at the end so we can go to Ford Field and watch them play one more time
0: absolutely crazy finish! A, a strong game from start to finish you look at it this started out as a defensive back and forth obli comes out and they've three and out beale city's defense holds strong beale city then gets the ball they have three six plays excuse me and they're forced to punt obli then on a three and out it begins to punt from their own three yard line casey sweeney's punt goes up and then trey small fumbles the catch and know, Ubley recovers from the thirty one yard line, and then they go down Kalen Lubirski with a forty five yard catch, makes it eight nothing. Beale City then responds with eleven a minute and twenty seconds later. Eleven oh three left in the second, Wade Wilson had a sixty yard run on that jet sweep that worked so well for Beale City in that first half. And then suddenly Beale City then the two point conversion was no good, and it's eight to six Ubley still leading. Next exact possession, Ubley, two, not even two minutes later, a minute 48, Casey Sweeney, or excuse me, uh, Casey Sweeney, yeah, it was Casey Sweeney with his 36-yard run for the score, makes it 14-6, to and Ubley's starting to run away with it. Br- Beale City then marches down the field, gets stopped at the Ubley 8-yard line on fourth down, and Ubley has the ball, and then they are have a quick three and out, gives the ball back to Beale City, and with 41 seconds before the half, tj maxson breaks out for a 25 yard run we're tied at 14 apiece at halftime from that point forward we had a turnover on downs for beale city start the second half at the ugly six yard line the ugly defense came up with two defensive stops inside their own 10 yard line to keep him in this ball game that's going unsaid in this all
1: and that's really uh where the game stayed close yeah uh, let's be real you know they easily could have scored there kicked a field goal when they attempted been a 10 point difference you wouldn't know a difference the, the whole second half it felt like the Aggies had the football were driving 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 and come up with nothing and that's kind of what the Bearcats like to do they want to get their offense back on the field preferably they want to do it quickly obviously but in this case it was bend don't break and they caught a break when that snap was no good because we saw this kicker in warmups and we saw him kick the extra point and that extra point was good from 35 yards so this 24 yard field goal that he was going to attempt certainly had the leg. Obviously, things need to go well for a field goal unit to work, but they easily could have kicked the field goal there and been up three. Scored a touchdown later, kicked the extra point, been up ten. So, the fact that the touchdown they don't score and the field goal they don't get any points out of, that's a ten-point swing for the Bearcats. Kept them in the game. Now, that's no disrespect to the Aggies, but a credit to those Bearcats for maintaining and staying in the game and knowing that we only have six yards behind us, that's fine. They're not getting any closer. And they did a phenomenal job keeping their offense keeping that offense alive and giving them a chance. And then how, heck, and then at the end of the game, recovering the onside kick, unbelievable. Just can't say enough.
0: They did everything they had to do, and it was right there. You know, every time you think, all right, well, that's, that's it for Ubley. This game's over. They come back and, and punch at Beale City once again, and they, they have another chance. That happened three or four times in this whole game, start to finish. Look at the second half. Beale City, turnover downs on that 60-yard line. Ubley comes out three and out punt. Beale City then responds, and that's when they take the lead 21 14 as Trey Small strikes from seven yards out. Ubley then gets stopped at the 50 yard line. Turner arm downs. Beale City then comes out, and Ubley's defense holds strong and it holds Beale City to a three and out to keep him in this game. Then Ubley then marches 80 yards down the field on nine plays, three minutes and eight seconds. And Colin Bursky with a touchdown makes it 21-20 with 52 seconds left. they had four first downs in that drive, nine plays. Then Ubley then recovers the onside kick and then throws an interception at the game. And that's how your game would end. When a we return, we'll have all of your individual and team stats here from Mount Pleasant, Michigan in the Division 8 State Semifinals. Beale City 21, Ubley 20, right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Agar Valley Services. Beale City wins 21-20 over the Ubley Bearcats. The Bearcats now finish the season at 10-3. Beale City now at 12-1. Goes on to play Reading in the state, sem- state final in Ford Field on Friday at 10 a.m. as Reading blasts out followers, 62-18. That ballgame was 34-12, one point, and 42-18 at the half and Be- Reading just turns the afterburners on and beats Fowler 62-18. So it's Reading at 12-1 against Beal City at 12-1 in the Division 8 final. And we've talked about the scoring plays. We've talked about every drive here. Now let's take a look through the individual and team stats. Ugly ends up with 265 yards of total offense on 43 plays. Beal City with 51 plays for 290 yards, 45 rushes for 258 yards, six passing attempts Two completions for 32 yards for Beale City and Jack Schaefer. The Ubly Bearcats, 31 rushes, 172 yards, 12 pass attempts, 6 completions for 93 yards in one interception. lean the way for the rushing attack for the Ubly Bearcats. That would be number two. Casey Sweeney, 12 carries, 75 yards and 30 s and one touchdown on a 36 yard run. Colin O'Brisky, six carries, 57 yards and one score. Carson Haleski, 9 carries, 30 yards. Shane Ossentoski, 4 carries, 10 yards. Through the air, Casey Sweeney, 6 for 12 and 1 interception and 1 touchdown with 93 yards. Kyle Bruski brought in the reception for 15 yards. Carson Haleski, 2 receptions for 27 yards. Kyle, Kyle Sweeney, 1 reception for 15. And Isaac Warzinski a reception for 13 yards. And that's the entire offense for the LB Bearcats.
1: Very unique to see them throw for almost 100 yards in a game. You don't see that in a season typically. Uh, but they certainly can do it when they needed to. Uh, he was 50%. Uh, Casey Sweeney was 6 of 12. But uh, it was in situations where you knew he was going to pass. Normally he's an efficient passer because they mix in play action throughout the game, but at the end of the game, they absolutely needed to throw the football, and he, he made some good throws and some tight windows, and his receivers helped him out on every one but the very last one of the game, but that was simply a tip of the cap. Uh, that defensive back was in perfect position and is their number one receiver, Bill Cities. He just made a better play, and that's going to be how that season would end for the Bearcats.
0: Bill City's rushing attack with 258 total yards was led by Wade Wilson, who went out with an injury about halfway through the fourth quarter. Wade Wilson, uh, third quarter. Wade Wilson, eight carries for 127 yards, 60 of those on his touchdown run. After that.
1: I don't even know if Wade Wilson made halftime, did he?
0: It was after halftime, It was after halftime, because
1: he missed, I've thought, about half the game. He missed a a big portion of the second half.
0: I'd say it's a few minutes early into the fourth quarter, I do believe. Okay. After that, we have TJ Maxson, nine carries, 51 yards and a score. Trey Smoth, 12 carries, 27 yards, and a touchdown. Ryan Ames, 6 carries, 25 yards. Ben Matthews, 8 carries, 18 yards. Jack Schaefer, the quarterback, 2 carries for 10 yards. Through the air, Jack Schaefer, 2 for 6 for 32 yards, with 1 being 28 yards into the hands of Ben Matthews. Logan Chilman with a 4-yard reception. And 292 yards for Real City, and they got the job done. They did exactly what they needed to do. They had 2 turnovers compared to Ubley's 1. Aside from the turnover on downs in this ball game, it came down to an extra point. Pat was the difference maker today. Of course, they missed. They had a, a botched snap on a field goal attempt. On, on top of that, which could have made this a different ball game a little bit. But regardless, though, Ubley holding their own and fighting back with every single chance that they had in this ball game just came up short just by that much.
1: We talked about it um, a couple weeks ago when they beat Harbor Beach in Harbor Beach, and we wondered was that their Super Bowl. Was that was that all they had? Did they spill everything they had to win that district championship? The answer was no. no. They continued to play phenomenal football, especially on the offensive side against Saginaw Nivelle and Vell in a defense that was a bend not break attitude. And today they come in and played a, a very good game, won the turnover battle. Um Really, the penalties were a non-issue. and You know, you can make an argument for the intentional grounding call, but the game was lost on the two-point conversion when they yep. didn't get it. Uh, so that—that's—that's that's neither here nor there in my book. But you know, th- this team—these were two very evenly matched teams, and I, I thought Ugly played a favorited Beale City team. Again, playing eight miles from their home, you know, from their beds. Yeah. Uh, I thought they. They played this team very tough, and I uh, credit. Bill City, they they did what they had to do to win, and thought the Bearcats did everything they had to do to win, just come up one full point short.
0: Dave Hansen, who's your DS Services Player of the Game? Wow, uh,
1: how can you how can you pick from these guys? Um, you, you, we obviously uh, do we does we have to pick a home team guy no, out of no, this game? No, whoever you want. Uh, I certainly think uh, Wade Wilson Wade was a difference maker in this game. I agree. Uh, you know, I, I always like to uh, you know pick a local guy in there. and – you know, I'd be hard-pressed not to pick Casey Sweeney, yeah. uh, especially some of the plays he made on defense. I'm the second in the jet sweep.
0: Uh, yeah. I mean, he, he did oh, that one drive, especially. Yeah, he you did. really start to feel his uh, difference.
1: Yeah, he made a big difference and he led the team in rushing Had a rushing touchdown. He had 93 yards passing uh, through for another touchdown. So for the for the Bearcats, it would be Casey Sweeney. But the, the overall game player, uh, even though he didn't play a full quarter or more, Wade Wilson was uh, the difference maker for Beale City today. And, uh, you know, for those who will follow the game, I know you and I certainly will next week interesting to see if number six is on the field next week that injury did not look good he looks like he's in a lot of pain and uh no matter what whether it's a sprain or a break even if he simply rolled it six seven days from now i just don't not not that quickly not not enough to be a difference maker and uh bill city's gonna have their hands full with reading
0: oh without a doubt reading is Large and in charge, mm-hmm. and they proved that taking out Fowler, who's 11 and one entering today, and they beat him <laughs> 62 to 18. Mind you, Reading is a lot like Ugly in the sense that they run the ball <laughs> and then run the ball some more. And to score 62 points running right the ball like that, that's impressive. Yeah,
1: and when they throw it, they're still running it. There's no doubt about it. So uh, it'll be an interesting game next week. And that's uh, one factor I'll be looking at is Wade Wilson on the field for this Beale City team.
0: And so, of course, DS Services of City is your source for everything grain storage related. Call DS Services today. Design, build, and maintain your next grain storage system. So, Dave, that brings me to the end of another broadcast season. Eight years on, uh, in the booth with you. This will be completing my ninth season. And let's, uh, let's go through the seniors here for the ugly Bearcats, Dave. All right, let's let's uh, let's do this here. Starting out with number two, Casey Sweeney, quarterback, safety. He had a touchdown four year in his freshman year against Paloma, Westphalia. He hit a touchdown here today, uh, 44 yards in his freshman, 36 yards as a senior. Then Blake Badger, number 20. He had some carries early in the season. Moving down, Shane Ozentowski. Talk about a running back who's built like a fullback, actually built like a defensive end for the Ubley Bearcats. Shane Ostentowski really, I mean, you, you think back to that Harbor Beach game, and, and that's the difference maker in that game for the or for the Ubley Bearcats.
1: The, sh- the short yardage specialist there, right? He... he Really isn't explosive by any means, but uh, physically he's looking to hit somebody, run into somebody, plays a very underrated linebacker defense for the Bearcats, but uh, his specialty is when they need a yard or two. Uh, Expect 44 to get the ball.
0: Isaac Orzinski, number 23, played tight end, defensive end, and anywhere else they needed him. He, had, of course, had a reception today for 13 yards and really made a difference all season long. Moving down the sheet here, Ethan Smalley, left tackle, defensive end, Logan Holbert, Ethan Peruski, both on the line, on and on, on both li- on both sides of the ball. Logan Holbert, we said, Austin Peruski, played center, defensive tackle as well as Griffin Peruski for this ugly squad. So a lot coming back, but still you always hate to see it. it. It's always a hard, hard emotion to see these seniors graduate, especially after such a long run of the postseason.
1: Very interesting because they are obviously going to have to go to the JV quarterback next year. You, you lose your staple at quarterback, which is uh, always uh, something you hate to have. But one good thing about the ugly offense is the quarterback, i not going to depreciate it at all, but the ugly quarterback has a job of handing it off to the right person. And as you develop, And if you have any speed, then you get used offensively in the stat book. So that position isn't too bad. But when you have a guy like Casey Sweeney, who's a difference maker, who can throw the ball, he can make things happen. He keeps it around the edge of design plays, which they clearly utilize today with 12 carries. Uh, He's a very important person, but they're they're losing some very crucial pieces. Now, don't get me wrong. You know, I think Colin Oberski, I think uh, Carson Haleski are going to be phenomenal tailbacks in the future. But Who's going to block for him? Who's going to hand it off for him? They have some big question marks to fill.
0: Taking a look at other scores around the rage region in eight-player football division one state championship: Colin took out Suttons Bay twenty-six to fourteen. In division two, Pickford uh, def- winning over Portland Saint Patrick at halftime twenty-four to eight. Palomar Westphalia, defeated Iron Mountain last night forty-three to seven. Jackson Lumen Christie ends Cassidy's run twenty-seven nothing in the state semifinals in division seven. Reading over followers 62-18, to 18, Beale City 21, Ubley 20, and Bill Sweeney's final game as head coach. That we think. That we think.
1: Uh, he certainly made it clear that it's going to be his last game, but crazier things have happened, Clark. You just never know. And a guy that has that much passion. And that much success. The, you know, the, the issue with him is, is when you get him, he gives you everything he's got, and that's what you see right there. So he's not gonna he's not gonna give you half or give you a quarter. You either get all or you get nothing. And this takes a lot out of a guy. And he did everything he could to get this team where they needed to be. And credit to him, he's been a phenomenal coach. And uh, you know, if he's not a first ballot Hall of Famer, I, I'd, oh. I'd like to you to show me somebody who a, a couple anybody <laughs> who's better than him. So uh, no state championship ring for him, but my goodness, is he had a lot of success in the regular season and the postseason
0: and everything else, but that state championship including never missing the playoffs in nine seasons six ten win seasons in nine seasons how many district titles how many regional titles making it to forward field you know the the list continues on through that whole thing
1: only one team in division eight gets gets a ring at at the head coach position every year so it's a very unique thing and you know not everybody gets one or deserves one he deserves one but since he didn't get one i still think he's a shoe in for the hall of fame
0: so with that it's time to wrap things up here, Dave. It's been a heck of a 13-week run here since we began sweating in press boxes across the way. We started out in Bad Axis Week 1, and here we are in Week 13 in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. And it's been a heck of a run, Dave. It's been a pleasure to have you by my right side for uh, for eight years now. Hard to believe. Hard eight to believe. years already? Eight years with a villain position. Right. And, uh, not, not too bad. It's always
1: a great—it's always a great story because uh, I, I assume you're still looking for somebody full time, aren't you? <laughs>
0: you know, I stopped looking a few years ago. Actually, I, I, I
1: don't. I, I wonder yeah. when you admit that.
0: Yeah, I, I, I suppose I'll finally admit that—that that I I'm, stopped looking after about oh, about seven years and nine weeks ago.
1: <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, you knew it. All you had to do was get me here one time, and I wouldn't be able to give it up. So, uh, you're right about that. It's—it's it's been a lot of fun, and I'm—I'm I'm glad you talked me into it because I can—I can, I can fully—I can fully admit that. Uh, I wasn't really sure what I was doing, but (laughs) I told myself I was helping out a friend. And, uh, yeah, it's turned out to be a a really good decision. It's been a lot of fun and very rewarding. And as much as I love football, I've I've got to see a lot of very great games. This uh, top five game, hands down, and, uh, you know, I could probably argue it's in the top three I've ever seen. A phenomenal game and been to some awesome venues and uh, made some great runs. And this was yet another one, and the Ugly Bearcats uh, were the big reason for that. They were a lot of fun to watch.
0: And of course, it's not just Dave and I in the booth here. There's other three other individuals in here that make this broadcast possible. Starting from our far right, that'd be Dan Banking finishing out his second year with us. He's our spotter. He's visual data. He's the one putting the banners up. He's the one getting the microphones out. He's the one hauling the gear for us. He does so many essential items here that don't show up in a stat sheet that don't show up on air that make us sound that much better he's the one finding us who's running the ball especially in the t formation he's the one who's finding that tackle when there's seven jerseys around it he's the one that makes us sound good
1: yeah, it's, uh, that's impossible to replace. Uh, that is so handy because when that when you get some uh, some uniforms that aren't made for us, <laughs> let's be real, they're out there. It's huge to be able to know where that ball is, who's got it, and not only that, he could tell you who's on the bottom of the pile making the tackle. And so, as much as uh, you know, we probably get all the credit for being able to call the game, and it, we deserve none of it. Uh, maybe one percent, maybe we'll take one, <laughs> but uh, the rest of it, uh, it's going to go to these names you're hearing after us and. Uh, lot of fun having you on board dan and hope uh appreciate hope you had
0: fun and enjoyed it as much as we did and squeeze between myself and dan on the far right would be our director of game data analytics rochelle thompson who uh, was in charge of doing a game log for us at in and week out when she was able to make it for us here and especially when we were able to fit everyone in the booth and what she does is she's she's that person that's making sure that we figure out our first down conversion rates our third down conversion rates time possession those things that aid to the broadcast in such ways that even when we're not sure what happened three plays ago, we can look back at our screen and figure out exactly what's going on.
1: Oh, and absolutely. And, and it's good to look back at halftime and the end of the game and check those stats and see – where the game was won and lost. And sometimes in a game like this, you'll look back at fourth down conversions or third down conversion rate, time of possession and see maybe the game could have gone differently if they converted here or there. And it really brings a different element to the game. And I really enjoy having her around helping us with those stats.
0: And the next time uh, Rochelle's back in the booth, it won't be Rochelle Thompson. It'll be Rochelle Ramsey. So we have that R one. Look I like that. Yeah. It's got a nice ring to it. It does. It does. I will say. And of course, to our left, for seven seasons now, the man with the mustache—that'd be Doug Cole, our director of <laughs> our director of sports information. Doug drives from Livonia, Michigan, every single week for us to be here for Thumb Football and does both offensive and defensive stats at the same time he sends them off to paul v adams anyone else who needs them and of course we use those for the strong side doug is such an essential piece of this broadcast team mr steady you can always count on him he can always be there of course dining with doug is making such a big deal too and instead of just running the it's the craze of the entire thumb right now and we can't thank doug cole enough for being with us once again for his seventh straight year
1: well if anybody can make a dining session come out of nowhere (laughs) it's doug cole and you know that's just the least that's our fun time but But, yeah, all the stats you see, the tackles, uh, every offensive stat, when we have the totals at the end, he's constantly working that the whole way through, and and there's times he still catches himself calling out the tackler out loud and and, uh, (laughs) who carried the ball. And So you can tell he's into the game, and and he is a vital asset to all the statistics we get to talk about because we certainly don't remember every single one of them and who did what. uh, So it's very helpful having you around, and a pleasure to have you
0: around, Doug, every game. And we'd, of course, like to thank all the people around, not in WLW Sports, but the people who associate with us. Thumb Tailgator to our left today, Paul P. Adams from the in County View, the entire Thumb Sports Red Association. We each have each other's backs, making sure we have stats for everything. Of course, with a strong side tomorrow night, that was uh, had ugly one. Of course, no strong side tomorrow. We will uh, pick back broadcast back up uh, next week, or uh, next year after the beginning of the year for basketball season. But... Uh, This wraps up my ninth season. We'll be on to decade number two for me next year as the football season rolls around. I'd like to thank once again, you know, Dan, Doug, Rochelle, Dave. Can't do without you guys. It's been such a pleasure from start to finish this season. Another successful broadcast season under the books. Of course, John Mooney and I will return for basketball season after the first of the year. So, gentlemen and Rochelle, I'd like to thank you from the bottom of my hearts for making this possible. And thank you to all of our listeners out there who have been listening all season long. Today's game broadcast is brought to you by Thumb Sailor, DS Services of Cass City, here in Daily Tribune, Randy's Hunting Center, More Motors of Carroll, More Shoreline of Seawing, Bayport State Bank, here on Auto Parts, North Star Bank, Ubley Motor Service, DM Cabinet Shop, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, Insure. Better health, better life, are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team, our Director of Sports Information, Doug Cole, Director of Game Data Analytics, Rochelle Thompson, our Director of Visual Data and Spotter, Dan Banky, in-game analysis. Dave Hanson. I'm Clark Ramsey, producer and host this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game. We certainly did. It was a thriller from start to finish. Unfortunately, it didn't fall the way for the ugly Bearcats. Beale City advances to the state finals. 21-20, 21-20. Your final score there. On behalf of everyone at WLW Sports, thank you for listening for another successful season. And we'll see you in basketball. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services on Sports Radio 102.1 FM and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network.